This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where I almost started talking into the microphone before I turned it on. Baby, what's up with your what 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 is still fucked up on your end? I see you've made it over to the kick. Welcome. Good evening. Glad to have you. I'm I'm wearing my glasses because I got a black eye from trying it in a small town. God, I'm t- fucking. We're still on that shit. I didn't want to have to talk about it again tonight. But apparently I put it on the list to talk about it again tonight. Stephen A. Smith is going to tell us his thoughts on it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I won't even play that. The show's a little bloated tonight. We got a lot of, well, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. It's, it's Solidarity Summer. Can you feel it in the air? Collective action is a thing. For several years, people were catching the COVID. Now people are catching the collective action. It is the bug that is sweeping the nation. It would seem that UPS and the Teamsters have avoided a strike. We won't know until next week. They've reached a tentative deal. However, we have some fantastic video of the ongoing SAG-AFTRA and Riders Guild strikes. The SAG protesters took over Times Square. A protester in Georgia set himself on fire. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch the video. Not going to be terms of service. Don't worry. He is a stuntman. A stuntman set himself on fire. During protests, he said after strike. That's the top story. It made me happy that like we're leading off the show tonight with labor action. That's fucking cool. I think this is the first time we've done that here on the show. I don't know if that's my fault. Or if perhaps it's an indictment on, you know, the lack of labor action. I will say I I work for an anti-union outlet. I overcharged them. Don't worry. We've gone through this. I make propaganda. They work me a lot, but they have been suspiciously quiet the last couple of weeks. And I thought it was odd. I got an order for a video today. But that's been the first one in, like, I like I don't even think I invoiced them. It's my fault. I wonder. Also, good evening, Sparkles. Hey, who told you you could get up there? They think they own the place. That kind of shit's the reason why I had to pay extra to let you live here. 
Were you worth $200 a piece, motherfuckers? Maynard sticking his head out around the around the side there. Both into mischief, aren't you? Oh, there's no socks over here. They're like they're all into mischief. I swear so I I fed them some wet food the other night. I have to separate Socks because he'll be a Kevin. So Socks has to take his in there in the bedroom. The other two get theirs in here. <laughs> and when when the other two have finished, I can let Socks out. I wash out the, the pate thing and everything and I put it in the garbage can. Three times! Three times! I had to come over and free him from the trash bag that he was like hanging himself in trying to get to the can from the wet food so he's like he's stuck in the bag with his paws and his head stuck down in it finally i just had to tie up the bag and take the trash out of my god damn it socks ah fuck yeah, we're start we're starting off the show well tonight. I've already spilt tea all over myself. And we are gonna start off because we're doing labor action to begin with. Labor action's cool. Hope I hit a cat. <laughs> he is a hungry boy. Trying to make sure my hands aren't sticky with tea. It's pussy tea, Sparkles. It's raspberry tea. It's raspberry herbal tea. Here's your meme of the day. Well, it doesn't even mention race. Speaking of race, Paul Gozar has a newsletter and apparently it promoted a website that is incredibly pro-Hitler. The Democrats are pushing to censure Marjorie Taylor Greene for showing Hunter Biden's dick to Congress. Oh yeah, race, race. We've got, we've got a incredibly important race story tonight. Joe Biden dedicated an Emmett Till Memorial. We're going to hear statements from the president on that. Obama, we're going to hear statements from the former president about the worker that died on his, on his property or near his property. What you got to say for yourself, Obama? Man who's not going to be president, Ron DeSantis, was involved in a crash this afternoon. Another man who definitely will not be president, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is uh, preparing for a town hall with Sean Hannity. Apparently, him and Hannity uh, have had it out with each other. He was on uh, Hannity and Combs way back in the day, and the sparks flew, and he took shots at Hannity in a speech. But apparently, they're buddy-buddy now. I guess one of the reasons why uh, someone would want to be buddy-buddy with RFK is because he considers himself a rock of Gibraltar for the Jews. 
He is not anti-Semitic. He is the rock of Gibraltar for the Jews. Speaking of people who were ne- who will never be president, Hillary Clinton <laughs> is apparently blaming MAGA for high temperatures. Because, like, yeah, of course. I don't want to have to. I've not brought it up on this show, but because the right wing keeps bringing it up, we're going to have to talk about Joe Biden's granddaughter. Apparently, he has a fourth granddaughter that Joe doesn't acknowledge. There's something going like Hunter had a kid with a woman from Arkansas or something. And there's a custody battle, so, like, the president's official position is not to acknowledge her or some shit. Sounds fucked up. And it sounds like something that, like, should probably be off-limits in politics, but, of course, it's not. DOJ has warned Jim Jordan about misrepresenting FBI findings about Hunter Biden. Speaking of legal trouble, Jenny Thomas. Jenny Thomas uh, might face, uh, might have legal exposure in the fake electors investigation. Trump Jr. asked about his father's legal trouble, caused him to laugh hysterically. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani says that criminals. Do you think we're stupid? Be in the you think White we're House. fools? Dustin, good evening. Libertad, good evening. We wouldn't be making fun of them if they had Down syndrome. There's just a no chin have them fucker with little little white people lips. They go. <laughs> I've got video of some some women that went to see the Barbie movie and apparently got into a fight. You know, it's it's day two of what I consider to be the trial, of the goddamn millennia. Taylor Shabiznis. On trial for the murder and dismemberment of a young man that she was having a party and play session with where they were doing meth and apparently they were doing some bondage. She choked him out with a dog collar and then proceeded to... It seems like he didn't get a fucker in, in, in life that she fucked him after he was dead. We got some we got some light necrophilia going. Might have been some heavy necrophilia going on. Poor kid didn't get his rocks off. <laughs> She's like, "I'll let you I'll let you come after uh you, you let me put you in this dog collar and uh Lead you around the room for a little while. 
So it's it's there's no value to it. There's no news value. There's no political value. There's no reason for us to watch it, other than the fact that I'm really into it. And it was such a it was such a the the video is the video of her being arrested. We're going to see the cops confront her with blood on her hands, caught literally red-handed. What she had to say to them, and I can't fucking wait. I almost watched it immediately. I was I was in the middle of doing work, went to YouTube for some reason, saw that video, was like, well, click, boop, clicked on it, and I'm like, ah, I guess I should I should save it for the stream. I do a reaction stream. I should I should save it for the stream. So I've waited all goddamn day to watch the body cam footage of Taylor Shabiznis. Of Taylor Shabiznis being arrested. The cops confronting her moments after she left the house. Within an hour, I believe, of her leaving the house at three in the morning after dismembering a, a, a young young dude. We watched the cops last night find the head in the bucket. And if you might be new to the stream, I I can't explain it, but I'm kinda into her. I do I don't know why. I mean, mm. this is weird that she calls herself Mrs. Shabusiness. As far as I, I know, she is not married and Shabusiness is her maiden name. I might be wrong on that. Clinically, good evening. Tones, good evening. B-Cakes, good evening. So, I I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel dirty that, like, I'm kind of into her. We're going we're gonna to watch some, some video of her in the courtroom, which shouldn't turn me on, but strangely does. All that and more tonight. You live in sexual anarchy. The Troll Patrol, live. Welcome. Good evening. Just do not let her put a fucking collar around your neck. This Bizzle. I like that, Tones. That's right there for her. Brilliant motherfucker. I hope I've got enough to pack a bong here. Ooh, ooh, I might have to grind some. Have enough to pack a bong right there. Maybe, maybe. I've got marijuana. It's just not already ground up. I like to keep, I like to keep a stash ground up, ready to go. Now this could 
This could be just enough. Just enough for a bull pack. Welcome. Good evening. How is everyone doing? Anyone see Barbie over the weekend? Anyone see Oppenheimer? We went over this um, the other night. The interest for each movie by state and in which states it was more prevalent, which movie they were more interested in. The South really into Barbie. I'm fascinated by this. Exactly clinically. I won't I won't see him. But like uh there's a lot of people that went to the movies. A lot of people uh into that theater experience. I saw I saw a friend of mine bitching about the AMC theater here though. And that's a that's a thing. Hey, hey, hey. Uh AMC movie theaters have been going under already pre-strike so um i don't think a lot of movie theaters are going to make it especially if this strike ends up going uh well into the fall and the in the in the winter season but i've also heard that the AMCs are the are the shittiest movie theaters to go to. I don't know because I don't go to movie theaters. I am looking forward to Barbie though. I will enjoy Barbie. I just got the uh, I just got the. Uh, Mario movie. So if you're if you're like me and clinically and you acquire your media through less than legal means. Exactly, Sparkles. Movie theaters have other people in them. Only other people I want to see when I'm watching a movie are Sparkles. And cats, but even cats can be a can be a chore during movies. I have the Mario movie. I feel like I downloaded something else too that I wanted to see. That that lets you know uh, where the where the time period is. Those of us who acquire our movies when they when they come. Ooh, I got I have the uh, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Very excited. I'll probably watch that one this weekend. I got, I got I'm really stoked for that. Oh yeah, I've got Sound of Freedom. I'm supposed to watch Sound of Freedom this weekend. Ah, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. Let's let's just fuck this stream. We're doing Sound of Freedom. That's fucking creepy as shit. Hola, soy Giselle. Yo fui la que te escuchó cantar en el mercado. ¿Te acuerdas? We're gonna watch The Hobbit on DVD. I hated the. I had to read The Hobbit in school. I hated that fucking book. And nothing ever happened in that book. <laughs> 
I just walked and sang and ate. Nothing happened. It was annoying to me. Asteroid City. I don't even think I've heard of that one clinically. I don't. I don't keep up with shit. Unfortunately, like I'm a weird nerd. Let's start it off tonight with labor solidarity. I fucking love it. You love to see it. I'm totally into it. And following a deal has been reached between UPS and its union. What would have been a major strike is seemingly avoided. WDRB's Chris Oz has been following the story from the beginning. And Chris, this came about really at the last second. Yeah, well, we still had another week. Uh, and we got until Monday. Whether there would be a deal by this time. Uh, next week and honestly I didn't think that it would happen this quickly I thought that there would be a deal who's this Ed uh, Sheeran looking motherfucker back to the negotiating table today after a two-week break uh, suddenly it was all cinched up uh, and the news release came over oh. they have a deal uh, it is not in place yet the member you know clinically I don't know if I like Wes Anderson movies I've seen them. I really liked Rushmore. I liked Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, what was the one where like Bill Murray's in Japan? I like that one. Now you just got me thinking about Wes Anderson movies. And then there's the one where Bill Murray's on the boat. I fell asleep during that one. I need to go back and watch that one again. So now you, you kind of see my relationship to Wes Anderson here. The one where Bill Murray's on the boat, I fell asleep. <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel was gorgeous. That's the main thing you got to give to Wes Anderson. I don't know if I like his style of storytelling. But goddamn if the shots aren't gorgeous. Oh, sorry I interrupted this. Members across the country still have to vote on this deal, but the fact that the union leadership, which has been taking a really militant tone uh, yeah. over the last year, is advocating for this deal and saying it's a good deal, uh, to me, there's a high likelihood that the members will uh, go ahead and approve it. If they do, that means it's done. There's no strike. Uh, we're good for another five years of uninterrupted operations at UPS. Right, I want to pause here for just a second and tell everybody what the Teamsters president is saying about this deal. Yes. Quote, this contract sets a new standard in the labor movement and raises the bar for all workers. So I guess the big question, having right. heard that, does it actually, and what does this mean for the movement? Well, we're still sort of processing what the details mean, but Sean O'Brien, the president of the Teamsters, has said openly, we want to take this deal and show it to the 500,000 people who work at Amazon and say, this is what you get if you come and join the Teamsters union. Uh, and this is a critical time for the labor movement 
which has been on the decline over the last few decades, but surging back with Starbucks and other employers organizing recently. With the collapse of capitalism. It's to look at what this contract actually does. So the new minimum wage for UPS workers across the country will be $21 an hour. Uh, it's already 20 here in Louisville, but it's 16 in other places. And for the package delivery drivers, the highest paid workers in this bargaining group, they're going to go up to nearly $50 an hour over the life of this contract. Um, so the Teamsters are saying these are significant gains and that they did not make one single concession to the company, whereas in years past, there have been lots of concessions. Fuck yeah! vote on it but how soon could this start right well it'll probably be uh, so they've said it would take three to four weeks for the membership across the country to have their local elections and vote on this and after that it would essentially go into effect now what we haven't seen is the detail about uh, will it be retroactive to August 1st in previous contracts that is how it has worked uh, so if you get a raise like uh, the raise will be processed as of August 1st, and members could receive some back pay. There was months and months of back pay back in 2018 when this process took a lot longer. Uh, so it could be done within the month. All right, Chris Hoff, there's still a lot that needs to happen between yeah. now and then. Thank you very much for your reporting. He, of course, will write very much more over on WDRB.com. Thank you, Ed. We greatly appreciate your reporting. I was kind of hoping for a strike. Apparently, the idea of a general strike in Israel is on the table. And I would like to see that happen. Because that would show that a general strike is possible. And I think it could be contagious. Be nice. They're doing it for a completely different reason. The country's kind of going a tad fascistic. Tad fascistic is probably underselling it. We need better working conditions, better pay, better wealth distribution here. That is one of the things that the uh, actors of SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild are asking for. Go to Georgia, where a stuntman pulled a fantastic protest. Georgia families are missing out on paychecks as an actor's strike approaches day 12. And tonight, stunt doubles who put their bodies on the line say this situation is becoming dire. Atlanta News First, Abby Casuras is in Fayetteville with the daredevils behind the most explosive movie moments. I say union, you say proud union, proud union, proud union. These members represent thousands of stunt artists in Georgia who are members of SAG-AFTRA. The union is negotiating a new contract with the studios, hoping for residual payments, wage increases, and protections against artificial intelligence. We should share in the successes of our employer, and they make billions with a B. It's stunts like this that can be risky. The AMPTP is opposed to us sharing the rewards of a successful show because we don't bear any of the risk. Excuse me? Tell that to my friend John, who lost his life working on one of your TV shows. Yeah, John. 
Tell that to any of us in this room who have literally broken bones and bled for you. Not only are the stunt artists not bringing home a paycheck, but so are the businesses that rely on the film industry. Take covert camera vehicles, for instance. These trailers would normally be rented out. Janitorial services, catering companies, hotels, restaurants, Airbnbs. The economic impact will only get worse as negotiations drag on. Tom Smith with Emory University says it's hard to predict how much of the $4 billion the state brings in each year will be lost. We haven't had a strike like this in a while in Georgia it wasn't the sort of Hollywood East that it is now. This yep. crowd is hoping to get back to work. Mike Panuski, a member of the National Negotiating Committee for SAG-AFTRA, says he's hoping for a resolution soon. It's worth it. This is the contract I work to make my living. This is the contract that a lot of my friends work to make a living. We have to fix it, and we have to fix it now. In Fayetteville, I'm Abby Casores. Fuck you, that dude's fucking cool. Now that's how you protest. I'm glad when I first saw the headline, I was like, oh no, self-emulation. And I'm glad that it was not that. The actors of SAG-AFTRA actually took over Times Square earlier today. Apparently a star-studded event. Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, Labor Union took over New York City on Tuesday to host a massive rally in Times Square. On Tuesday, hundreds of enthusiastic guild members and supporters gathered in a small pedestrian plaza in the heart of Manhattan, surrounded by towering billboards that aired advertisements for some of the corporations the guild has been striking against since earlier this month, including Netflix and Disney. The two labor unions that make up the SAG-AFTRA were both formed in the 1930s and have been fighting ever since for the rights of media artists, which includes everyone from actors and broadcast journalists to stunt performers. But much has changed in the media landscape since the 1930s. Streaming has completely changed how people consume media and the stores of media content simply don't get their fair share of the generated revenue. This is the protest. Oh shit. I wasn't expecting music under it. Actually, better video. Apologies. Here in a second, we're going to see Brian Cranston cuss out Bob Iger. That's always fun. some pictures here's Cranston we're gonna hear from her in a second this is a hell of a crowd I know sir 
that you look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are, but we ask you to hear us, and beyond that, to listen to us. When we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and giving to robots, You take away our right to work and earn a decent living. I don't like. So it's a catch twenty-two to me here. I don't even know if that's correct. So, in, in, in my total opinion, like they can try to use AI and it'll fail, and nobody would want to consume their media. I mean, we're, you're already seeing what. Disney is going under right now. Disney is in dire financial shape. Like, it's a lot worse than I thought it was. Like, they they have lost a lot of fucking money here in the last couple of years. Now, right-wingers are running with it and saying that, you know, it's what ha- happens when you go woke, blah, blah, blah. That's not what it is. It's that they're fucking, they're over-leveraged. They've oversaturated the market. They've come out with, like, too many fucking Marvel movies. It's watered down the quality. It's watered down the fucking uh, appetite for the films. And apparently they've gone really over budget on all the films that they've done. So, it's a recipe for disaster. I kind of feel like Disney will be fine, but apparently they're looking to sell off some of their properties. So for the for the last what ten years, fifteen years, Disney has been in the in the business of acquiring properties, not selling properties off. Fuck, twenty years going all the way back to like uh, ABC. I can't believe that when I was a, a little young kid, like Disney almost went under then. Like it was, it was the string of animated movies in the '90s that that like brought them out of their slump. It was The Lion King and uh, Beauty and the Beast and fucking Aladdin. It was like those hits right in the fucking row there. I had no clue that like Disney was in in like. Bad fucking shape back in the 80s. Disney in bad shape again. So, part of me wants to say, let them try AI. They're already fucking floundering. Nobody wants to watch that shit. It could be a whole uh, burgeoning independent movement where fucking... Everybody just moves to Twitch and YouTube and like like there's not a fucking traditional network system anymore because like they fucked it. They fucked streaming up. You guys admit that, right? Like fucking Max sucks. Peacock sucks. Paramount sucks. I so like I wish I wish we lived in a in a 
I wish we lived in a society where all of those things were stylistic choices. Whether you wanted to use CGI or whether you wanted to do hand-drawn. Like, that's your fucking... Like, like, that's just an option you make as a... As a creator. I don't want it to have to come down to what's more profitable. I hate that fucking shit. I just want us to do creative endeavors. Let creative... Because, like... There's that documentary about Nickelodeon. And, like, their, their rise in the early 90s. And it was just, like... They gave creative people an outlet and let them do their thing unimpeded. And it created magic. That, like... AI can never compete with that. I, I can promise you that AI can never create a story that's going to be like, that's going to be the top tier that brings you to, like, AI could very well just create the everyday pablum, the fucking Hollywood and, and, and like reality show. AI could probably create a reality show just from scratch, like every day. That's the kind of shit that, it would be able to create, but it's not going to be able to do Quentin Tarantino style storytelling. There's an episode of South Park up online. Have you guys seen it? It sucks. It's horrible. And it probably wasn't all done by AI either. But that beer ad was really cool. That was that was just it was fucked up. But you'll get tired of that shit. You'll want something with meaning. You, have you ever seen uh, the movie? Uh, you ever seen uh, Desperate Measures? You ever seen uh, what's the one where uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins kills his wife? And then he gets out of it because he's smart. That was a, you never get a movie like that from AI. <laughs> Couldn't even think of it. I know, sir, that you look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to fracture who we are, but we ask you to hear us, and beyond that, to listen to us. Woo! When we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and giving to robots. We will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. And lastly and most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. Thank you. God bless you. Stay together. We will win this fight. God bless you. Where's Danny DeVito at? He's super fucking union.
They're calling this past season of South Park like it's renaissance, but I didn't think it really went away. <laughs> like, I've really enjoyed the... Like, they've done several specials. There's the Streaming Wars. There's the COVID special and the vaccination special. I thought those were both brilliant. The Rock has finally made a historic seven-figure donation to help striking actors in their battle with Hollywood. He really needs to save some face after all the bad publicity he's had this year. But good on him for doing that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the wealthiest entertainers in the world and a staunch supporter of actors striking for better pay across the board. The wrestler turned actor who amassed a personal fortune of more than a quarter of a billion... More than a quarter of a billion dollars made a historic donation to help members of the U.S. Actors Union support themselves while they're on the picket line. SAG-AFTRA has around 160,000 members who went on strike last week. Variety reported on Monday that Johnson reached out to the foundation to offer to help shortly after the letter had been sent, eventually making a seven-figure donation. The exact amount is being kept confidential, but will reportedly help provide aid to thousands of actors. I want to thank Dwayne for his tremendous generosity, compassion, and initiative to step up in this significant and meaningful way for our community. Vance said on behalf of the thousands who will be helped by this historic donation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, I was kind of doing a rock impression there. Like, like my singing, my impressions are not very good either. You know what else is not very good? Child labor law violations. What a fucking segue. Child labor laws violated at your Mickey D's locations in Texas, Louisiana, the Department of Labor fines. U.S. Department of Labor recently uncovered violated child labor restrictions in some McDonald's locations within the states of Texas and Louisiana. Investigations found the violations impacted 83 minors between the ages of 14 and 15 years old in 16 locations. What the fuck are we doing as a country? Louisiana investigators with the Department of Labor, Wage, and Hour Division discovered that CLB Investments, LLC, the company that operates the restaurants, is based in uh, Metier, Louisiana, allowed 72 workers between the ages of 14 and 15 to work longer than, longer and later than permitted. Wait! So the kids were legally allowed to work. That's not the problem. It's that they were they were working them too much. Metairie. Thank you clinically. It's coming through with the phonetical pronunciations for me. The employer allowed three children to operate manual deep fryers, which should only be used.
The problem's not that the kids were working there, but that they put them on the deep fryers. Who in the, who in the audience wants a 14-year-old cooking their food? God damn. Dystopia. Jesus. Jesus. So Joe Biden gave a speech earlier today commemorating a... New Emmett Till Monument. Thank all of you uh, for being here. I want to thank Kamala for her, not only uh, capacity to do what she does, but the fire with which she brings to the things she cares a lot about. To all the members of Congress, including Representative Benny Thompson, Senator Tammy Duckworth, Representative Danny Davis and Senator Dick Durbin, who is uh, wishes speedy recovery from COVID. He's just recovered from COVID right now. And who have long fought to honor the Till who family. Who are we on a dies of COVID watch? To the Till family, it's an honor to be with you again. You know, uh, when I was preparing these remarks, I, uh, I quite frankly, and my colleagues will understand this, I found myself trying to temper my anger as I was writing it. I'm not joking. Understandable. I can't fathom. I can't fathom. Sleepy Gary. What it must have been like. Come on, man. It's hard to believe I was 12 years old. And uh, I just, you know, I know no matter how much time has passed, how many birthdays, how many events, how many anniversaries, uh, it's hard to relive this. Brings it all back, we were talking about Rev, as if it happened yesterday. The images in your head, things you remember. But it's inspiring to see how many of your family have continued as mother's courage to find faith in pain, purpose in pain. That's a, that's a remarkable thing, it seems to me. Insisting on an open casket, casket for her murdered and I might add, maimed and mutilated son. 14 years old. 14 years old. Good point, politically. Let the people see what I've seen. Let the people see what I have seen. My God. All of us have lost children in other ways. How hard it is even to close the casket or keep it open or what a debate it is. But see the child that had been maimed and the country and the world saw saw not just heard the story of Emmett Till and his mother somebody's phone is going off and loss in the nation's reckoning with hate violence racism overwhelming abuse of power brutality 
It's hard to fathom. Hard to fathom this even in war for me. It's hard to fathom. But today, on what we've been, uh, would, would have been Emmett's 82nd birthday, we had another chapter in the story of remembrance and healing. Just as we joined together when I signed the law in his name to make lynching a federal crime, think how long that took for that to happen. I mean, and we screened the movie Till at the White House. Tell him, Joe, it's like 60 years ago. Proclamation designating Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley National Monument in both Illinois and the Mississippi. as a matter of law, we talked about wanting to do this, but the support from the community has been so overwhelming. I thank the members of Congress for their support, and more than that, their leadership. At a time when there are those who seek to ban books, bury history, we're making it clear, crystal, crystal clear. Yes, he's boring. He used to be a lot better speaker. can hide much. They erase nothing. You can hide, but they erase nothing. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know. We have to learn what we should know. We should know about our country. We should know everything, the good, the bad, the truth, of who we are as a nation. It would have been nice if this was the end of his second term. We are a great nation. If he had been the nominee in 2016. Comes healing, justice, repair, and another step forward toward forming a more perfect union. We've got a hell of a long way to go. (laughs) I'm sorry, clinically. That's what's happening. I felt this was an important thing to talk about. Visitors of all backgrounds to learn the history of Emmett Till and I've got entertaining shit coming, I promise. Our national monument. Look, telling the truth and the full history of our nation is important. It's important to our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, to our nation as a whole. I've said it before. It was a lesson I learned coming out of not like real leaders in the civil rights movement, but I came out of the civil rights movement as a kid. As a public defender, and I used to, uh, you know, I used to say, think that if you pass something that was good, you can make hate go away. Hate what? Away. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. And give him a little bit of oxygen by bad people. The rock's not hateful. He just gave money to the strike fund. It's up to all of us to deal with that. Up to all of us to stop it. Up to all of us. The best way to do this is with the truth. It's used in a different context, but I think it applies here. Silence is complicity. I will not be silent, nor will you be silent about what happened. (laughs) 
there's really critical work ahead to continue the fight for racial justice and equality for all Americans. And my administration is committed to leading the path forward. And I know the members of Congress here are even more committed than that. He heard Clinically's critique and picked it up. The reason the world saw what Mrs. Till Mobley saw was because another hero in this story, the black press. Oh, I'm serious. Jet Magazine, the Chicago Defender, and other newspapers and radio announcers who told the story were unflinching in the bravery with which they told that story, making sure America saw, saw what they saw. Ida B. Wells. Do you said, see what I way see? Way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. The way to right wrongs is to shine the light of truth on them. Well, that's our charge today. By the way, do you ever think we'd be talking about banning books in America? Ban- it doesn't surprise me. I'm serious. I'm serious because I've read history books. To all of you here today. Son! Son! You're, spe- you're speaking about a kid that got lynched unjustly. Do you ever think we ban books in America? Shit, we lynched a kid for no fucking reason. The banning books is less surprising, I would say. <laughs> oh. Jesus, I'm sorry. That one, that one got me. Thank you for your courage. For never giving up. Never, never giving up. Before I say even what's more is on my mind, I'm not going to leave this podium. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just barbaric. Barbaric what happened. Seriously, all you moms out there, imagine the courage it took to say, let them see. The courage. It's now my honor to sign this proclamation in memory of Emmett Till and Miss Mamie Till Mobley. And uh, Your speech should have been five minutes shorter, sir. I am. I know I'm considered too much of an optimist. Come on, man. But I believe if we keep pushing, we're going to continue to make progress. Is that what you're known for? Continue to make progress. It's already being made. Oh, that optimist Joe Biden. That's what they're always saying. I'm sorry. I apologize. I put you through that. Now, if Cornell West was telling us about Emmett Till, it'd be a hell of a lot better. Instead, we're going to hear from the former president who apparently had a worker die on his property or near his property. Barack Obama issuing a statement about an employee. Don't 
Don't do this to you. Don't hit you with Obama right after Joe Biden. Breaking news, uh, of course, out of Martha's Vineyard, where police are confirming the death of somebody who worked for the Obamas on or near their property. I want to bring in Tom Winter now with the details. What happened here, Tom? So the Massachusetts State Police putting out a statement just a few moments ago, Hallie, uh, is calling this an accident that Tafari Campbell, age 45, from Dumfries, Virginia, died. He was found by Massachusetts State Police divers this morning after originally going missing at approximately 7.46 p.m. last night. The Coast Guard, Mass State Police, and other state and local agencies joining in this search. They uh, suspended it overnight last night, began it again this morning, and his body was found earlier today. He was a suit chef at the White House. He was then later employed by the Obamas. And as you can see from the statement, the Obamas calling him a beloved part of our family. No indication here, Hallie, from authorities that there's any foul play here, unfortunately. Exactly, uh, DJ Dub. Tom Winter, thank you for bringing us that developing news. Appreciate it. Thanks. Well, you know how many uh, people around the Clintons had accidents is what the right's going to say. Speaking of accidents, uh, apparently Ron DeSantis was involved in one earlier today. Sort of traffic accident took place when he was in Tennessee. Governor Ron DeSantis was involved in a car crash this morning, but campaign staff says he was not hurt. He was in a small four-car motorcade headed to a fundraiser in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They approached slower traffic when the lead vehicle braked quickly, causing a rear-end collision with the other government vehicles. Police say a female staffer suffered a minor injury but chose to travel on to the scheduled event. What a trooper she is. Ron DeSantis just cannot catch a break with his campaign. You hate to see it. At this point, it's all Trump. There really is nobody else. I, we haven't even covered Ramaswamy uh, on this on this program, and I don't think I want to listen to him right now. I had this video of him here, but it's like 15 minutes. I don't want to. We ain't listening to him for fun. We're going to. A remarkable day. We're going. Jr. really meeting him really listening to him and learning what an amazing so this is oh I thought he was on John Stewart I didn't even I didn't even know it was some other that's really anti-semitic of me but to be fair the picture I saw like you you couldn't tell it was from a completely different angle and he looked like John Stewart I'm sorry RFK Jr. insists he supports Jewish people, goes on the Dove Hinkins show on Tuesday. This is Doug Hinkin, who looks nothing like Jon Stewart. Wow, I'm... ...meeting Robert Kennedy Jr., really meeting him, really listening to him, and learning what an amazing record he has, what an amazing friend he is of the people of Israel, of the Jewish people, what a great American he is. It's been extraordinary in coming to my home, coming to the Ohel to visit the Rebbe and ask for a blessing. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., I urge everyone out there, get to know him, listen to him, 
Uh, there have been some issues. No, I think I'll pass. Anyone who has ever called him an anti-Semite. See, that was the picture I saw. He looks a little like John Stewart there. For the anti-Semites, the real anti-Semites. So, uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. So, this Jew says he's not an anti-Semite. God, that's kind of anti-Semitic of me saying it like that. Do we not actually get a clip of Robert Kennedy? Kennedy said Palestinians had more freedoms in Israel than anywhere in the Middle East. Huh? Went on to rip Biden for approving the release of 2.7 billion in assets to Iran. He got awful cozy with this guy. Look, they're gonna fuck. And he said he was the rock of Gibraltar for the Jews. That was the quote that I thought we were going to get out of that. But apparently, apparently the Jew guy agrees, so I can't say anything. But I do want to point out, like, like a fucking, uh, some, some, a Jewish organization like named RFK Jr. the anti-Semite of the week. So RFK is getting ready to go on with Sean Hannity for a town hall. To be fair, Sean Hannity has had uh, several people on for town halls thus far. So. I don't think I can stand watching a whole town hall of RFK, but if you guys want to, I don't even know. It might've been tonight, but if it's like tomorrow or not, if you want to, if you guys want to watch it, Jewish people are not a monolith. No, Jewish people are not a monolith. The year 2023 presidential candidate and conspiracy theorist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a big friend of the right, despite being both a Kennedy and a Democrat. Since announcing his campaign, he has appeared on several Fox News programs, was a darling of the network when they were the only ones to carry his testimony before Congress, and now he's set for a town hall with Fox News' host Sean Hannity. Some Fox News hosts appear to be relishing the idea of Kennedy as a Democratic spoiler that could put Joe Biden's re-election in peril. But back before Kennedy's moment in the Fox spotlight, the network regularly trashed him and vice versa. The progressive watchdog group Media Matters found a 2007 video of Kennedy at a live Earth event outright trashing Hannity by name, among others. Ladies and gentlemen, environmental author, lawyer, and activist for the Waterkeeper Alliance and the National Resources Defense Council, Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. Thank you. Now we've all heard the oil industry and the coal industry and their indentured servants in the political process telling us that global climate stability 
is a luxury that we can't afford. That we have to choose now between economic prosperity on the one hand and environmental protection on the other. And that is a false choice. In 100% of the situations, good environmental policy is identical to good economic policy. Fucking liberals. If we want to measure our economy, and this is how we ought to be measuring it, based upon how it produces jobs and the dignity of jobs over the generations, how it preserves the values of the assets of our community, and how it averts the catastrophe of global warming. If, on the other hand, we want to do what they've been urging us to do on Capitol Hill, which is to treat the planet as if it were a business in liquidation, convert our natural resources to cash as quickly as possible, have a few years of pollution-based prosperity, we can generate an instantaneous cash flow and the illusion of a prosperous economy, but our children are going to pay for our joyride with denuded landscapes, with poor health, with huge cleanup costs, and with climate chaos, which is going to amplify over time and that they will never be able to pay. Environmental injury is deficit spending. It's a way of loading the costs of our generation's prosperity onto the backs of our children. Climate change is upon us. Its impacts are going to be catastrophic, and we are causing it. The good news is we have the scientific and technological capacity to avert its most catastrophic impacts. I agree with we that, Kennedy. Political will. If we raise fuel economy stands in our automobiles by one mile, and we generate one, we generate twice the amount of oil that's in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. If we raise fuel economy standards by seven... This was the live Earth concert. So I don't know which stage this was. They were on every continent. But I think the one in Antarctica was kind of a joke. Like they had some band playing there, but it was like, you know, not... It was just so they could say they were there. And I want to say the Red Hot Chili Peppers played like three different... Like they were on Japan... And then they were they were like on London, and then they were in California, because the concert was all goddamned. It was uh, was it Metallica played in Antarctica? So they had uh, uh, it it was pretty cool. See, I was I was traveling. I f- I photographed a wedding that day. It was seven seven. 07 July 7th of 07 and that's that's why would they they called it of uh, was it 8808 it was live 8 is 8808 that's what it was I wanted to say there was something on 7707 fucking I don't know I'm old and I've smoked a lot of pot 7.6 miles per gallon. We It'll say it back there behind him. ...from the Persian Gulf. We could eliminate 100% of Persian Gulf oil. Think about... Think about what that would do for our economy, for our foreign policy, for our global leadership. It would dramatically... Yeah, I wanted to say they had a joke band in Antarctica. ...national debt and make all of us more prosperous and more independent and spare us from wars in the Mideast that are costing us already a trillion dollars and from entanglements with Mideastern dictators who despise democracy and are hated by their own people. Now, you've heard today 
a lot of people say that there are many little things that you all can do to avert climate change on your own. But I will tell you this, it is more important than buying compact fluorescent light bulbs or than buying a fuel-efficient automobile. The most important thing you can do is to get involved in the political process. This motherfucker, Bob Odenkirk. Ah, it does seem like a Mr. Show sketch. No, this is RFK Jr. And get rid of all these rotten politicians that we have in Washington, D.C. Who are nothing more than corporate toadies for companies like Exxon and Southern Company these villainous companies that consistently put their private financial interests ahead of American interests and ahead of the interests of all of humanity. This is treason, and we need to start treating them now as traitors. So the person he just called a traitor is the person who is going to hold this town hall tomorrow night, tonight. And they have their, their slick public relations firms and their phony think tanks in Washington, D.C. And their crooked scientists who are lying to the American people day after day after day. And we have a press that has completely let down American democracy. Goddamn right. Because it's capitalist. And Paris Hilton instead of the issues that we need to understand to make rational decisions in a democracy. I feel sorry for uh, Anna Nicole Smith, though. Like global warming. And so I'm going to tell you this, that the next time you see John Stossel or Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity, these flat earthers, these corporate toadies lying to you, lying to the American public, and telling you that global warming doesn't exist. Yeah, but his dynasty kind of fell apart, didn't it? Like, it's not much of a dynasty anymore. But apparently he went on with uh, uh, Sean Hannity back in the day, and they had it out. Very program with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Let's roll the tape. Do you use a private jet? I, I, you know what? I'm not going to dignify that question because it's because not you a, do. And that's the point. You're going to lecture us about a car, and you're traveling around the world in a private jet. Well, I find that hypocritical. Hypocrisy is an issue. Now, Al Gore still pro travels around in private jets, and yet in his movie, An Inconvenient Truth, he has puts up signs, walk, ride bicycles, oh, I, I, take I, I, light rail. I have no idea how either one of these guys travel. I can tell you, I got here on the subway tonight, right. and I can tell you that I do think it's a mistake to turn this into a polemical conversation where we're blaming corporations, blaming individuals at a time when we think we've really turned the corner. And no, corporations. They're the problem. Here's the deal. One hour in a Gulf Stream is about the equivalent of one year's car use for the very people, us, that they're, hang on, they're lecturing us to walk, use light rail, and ride our bicycles. Can't they give up their jets? That's all I'm asking. If they're going to lead, lead by example. Why can't you demand that and put aside your, your love of Democrats and say they're being hypocrites? Well, it's not a love of Democrats or a love of Republicans. It's a recognition that this isn't about finger-pointing either way. And I know so, that it's they're lecturing, telling you to ride a bike. 
luck hearing you. I think there's a chance. So that is man who will be hosting RFK tonight, tomorrow night. Hold on. Tuesday the 25th. It's probably on right now. I'm sorry we missed it. Fucking John Stossel. We'll watch clips from the town hall tomorrow night, I'm sure. Tonight, tonight though. Tonight you get an attack on Hillary Clinton from Fox News. There's... They're still upset about Hillary Clinton. They're still living in 2016. Hillary Clinton is attacking Republicans on Twitter again. Someone get her away from the phone. This time, she's blaming them for making it hot outside. Clinton's jab came as a response to a left-wing think tank's post about hot temperatures this summer. She tweeted, hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican. Or better yet, vote them out of office. Lee, what is it about... (laughs) This person who has held such esteemed offices that thinks that that is commensurate with the dignity of such and her reputation and experience, which frankly, in my opinion, outweighs her consistent need to dig around in the dirt. She's broken. But what's... Wait, what happened to their windows? I had this story, but it was one of those days that I, I, I fell asleep and I didn't end up doing a stream that like something happened outside their windows and they had to close them. Now they have, they have video screens. Those aren't real windows. What, what the fuck Fox news. What's the craziest about this is how much of this is deliberate tactics to win political campaigns and, and get power. They, they need to divide people. Uh, they need to fire up their base and getting them to blame the other side. You can never have a united United States of America with this kind of approach. And if you're that passionate about climate change, if you really want to stop it, why aren't you talking about China? Exactly. Why aren't you talking about these other nations that ramp up emissions? And meanwhile, here in New York and all, all across the United States, you have new, new uh, innovation by corporations, and government private partnerships working where emissions are able to go down. But you don't capitalize on that. You don't get power. So yeah, she's been broken by the right. But a lot of this is deliberate as a tactic to gain more power. And that's the the worst part of it because it will just continue to fracture our country. It seems like she's been broken by common sense. I mean, we we all remember the solar panel debacle that was in the Obama administration, right? Obama. Exactly. Um, And I just feel like it's so trite, Harris. It's as if you chat GPT'd, how do I make a dig, (laughs) blame MAGA Republicans without any specificity or without any realism, which is what all Americans deserve, irrespective of your party and the tactics you think will work. Come on. She gave us deplorables. Do you really think she cares? Because I'm not under the disillusion that she cares about anybody other than herself. I am mystified to know why does she need a power grab? My goodness, she had so much of it and still couldn't beat anybody to get into that White House on her own. She had to marry into the What the fuck was that? Speaking engagement. Did a bird get loose in the, or whatever they are. You know, in the studio? People in general politicizing everything from COVID to climate change to other things. And Lee said exactly what. 
God damn it, Smokey! Fucking stop, dude! Fuck! Sorry, I had it out with him earlier today, too. Like, he was just, he was laying on my lap, and he just kept, like, just casually just clawing me, and I'm like, dude, that hurts! Buddy, I'll get done with the stream and we'll lay on the couch. It'll be okay. He's a needy cat. I apologize. What I would have said as well. It is I forgot what I was going to say. I like, she made a vapid comment that I had snark back to, but I forgot what it was. Disingenuous to bring up climate change if you're not holding China and India and the highest carbon emitters responsible. So unless you're going to say in the same tweet that you are, want to call well, we're out number China two, and and many others, not just MAGA Republicans, because let me tell you, MAGA Republicans, their fraction of carbon emissions is much lower than the rest of these people that she continues to be soft on. <laughs> and Cassie, the reality is, you know, this is dangerous. Americans are at risk, especially the elderly and the infirm who have issues with heating and air, con or, you know, their air conditioning systems and the like. So for her to come out and self-serve in such a trite, uh, you know, polarizing fashion yeah. also really sort of undermines the, the severity of this that all Americans are facing. Uh, that's right. I'm sitting there going, oh, is she tweeting? Yeah, you can't blame a cat for being a cat. Because yes. it seems like they always are. We don't. Right? The, the hypocrisy. But, but it's Carrie's wife's. Not his. Oh, right? sure. He just gets to utilize a benefit Can't they of marriage. Can't they all get on the private plane at some point? I mean, we don't get the know. Plane pool I would or something. Big. But um, but yeah. But to your point, call somebody a pig. Did Harris call somebody? I like. I can't even deal with this. Like I, guys, we may not even watch any right wing content anymore. So okay, last night or was it last night? We did Ben Shapiro. I think so. Monday night. Yeah. Maybe Ben Shapiro's not before last. He's jumped the shark. I'm done. I'm the Ben Shabargo now. I didn't like... Fox News is just too beyond parody at this point. And I get tired of, of like, correcting them. I think it's fun to see, like, the other side and... Talk about topics that way, but, like... I don't know if I can stand listening to right-wingers talk anymore. <laughs> I, honest, I honestly don't know that I can do it. That's just like, we learned nothing from that. That was... That was complete nonsense. There was no reason for us to watch that. They're bitching about Hillary Clinton. Ha 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 ha. Justice Department has warned Jim Jordan about distorting the findings of the Hunter Biden prosecutor. Yeah, fuck you. Jim Jordan, who covered up sexual abuse at Ohio State University. Department of Justice on Monday in a letter to Representative Jim Jordan obtained by Politico urged the House Judiciary Chair to stick to the facts. The DOJ was responding to Jordan's July 21st letter expressing interest in the investigation of Hunter Biden led by David Weiss, a U.S. attorney for the District of Delaware appointed by Donald Trump. In his letter to Jordan, the DOJ argues or agrees to allow Weiss to testify 
before Jordan's committee after Congress returns from its August recess. Across administrations, the department has long recognized its obligation to protect law enforcement work from even the perception of political interference, including from Congress, the DOJ's letter said to Jordan. Our longstanding principles and duty to take care of, uh, to take care of that law be faithfully executed, require us to maintain the confidentiality of sensitive law enforcement information and to protect line attorneys and agents so that they can do their jobs for the American people free from the improper political pressures. These concerns are heightened while a matter is open and investigative steps, prosecutor, uh, prosecutorial decisions, or judicial proceedings are ongoing. At the same time, we are deeply concerned by any misrepresentations about our work whether deliberate or arising from a misunderstanding that could unduly harm public confidence in the even-handed administration of justice to which we are dedicated. The DOJ goes on to cite the public's interest in hearing Weiss's direct testimony. As the department has repeatedly stated, we remain committed to working uh, with you to address the committee's expressed interests consistent with the department's duties and policies. The department also expressed concern that Jordan's committee has authorized deposition subpoenas of those mentioned in Jordan's letter to the DOJ. Any attempts at compulsory processes or process are unjustified and premature. The committee authorized subpoenas less than a business day after your July 21st letter and before the stated deadline in that letter. It has been less than a month since the committee's original request and a little more than a week since the department responded to that letter on the date requested by the committee. During a staff discussion last week, the department and committee agreed to continue discussions such discussions would ensure we understand the committee's interests and that you understand the department's long-standing approach across administrations regarding such, such requests, including those that seek information about ongoing aspects of our work and testimony from line personnel. Is the DOJ expressing skepticism at Jim Jordan? That testimony should be interesting, and we will see that in August. Part of their ongoing attack on the Biden family is no one off limits. Republicans take aim at Joe Biden over his youngest granddaughter. Republican presidential candidates are ramping up their attacks over President Joe Biden and his youngest granddaughter, defying an unofficial rule in Washington that lawmakers' families, especially minors, are off limits to conflict. The four-year-old girl is Hunter Biden's fourth daughter, his only child with London Roberts of Arkansas. Hunter Biden's child support case with Roberts garnered attention, and Republican presidential candidates have started targeting have started targeting the president for not publicly confirming whether he has a relationship with the girl. For example, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Friday hit back at Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris for their criticism over several policies in Florida, including Harris's condemnation of Florida officials over educational standards about uh, slavery and American history. Maybe if Biden's granddaughter moved to Florida, he'd actually visit her, DeSantis tweeted. DeSantis at a recent campaign stop also said, why don't you focus on spending more time with your granddaughter in Arkansas or at least acknowledge she exists? God damn what low blows. 
Roberts said in April court filings that Hunter Biden has never seen or contacted the child. She also said Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden remain estranged from her. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has declined to comment on the president's relationship with the child. USA Today has reached out to the White House for additional information. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, during a campaign event last week, was discussing her call. Because here's the thing. Is Joe Biden's relationship with that child is completely dependent upon Hunter's relationship with that child. It's not Joe Biden's place to to fucking approach a child, especially when you're the fucking president. To approach a child to put that on her plate. Uh, let me see your grandfather, even though, like, you have no contact with your father whatsoever. Like, and, like, family shit is sticky fucking business. Especially child custody shit like that. That's why these assholes should keep their mouths shut. They have no fucking class. And I say that as somebody who makes sophomoric dick jokes. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley during a campaign... I have more fucking class than they do. During a campaign event last week was discussing her call for competency tests for politicians, which she said should include asking how many grandchildren a person has. Criticism hasn't only come from Republican presidential candidates. GOP chairwoman Ronna McDaniel earlier this month accused Biden of having no empathy. Biden has long touted his close relationship to his grandchildren, including Hunter Biden's three other daughters and son, as well as the son and daughter of Bo Biden, who died in 2015 from brain cancer. Bo Biden, not the kids. In April, Biden said he had six grandchildren during uh, remarks to celebrate Take Your Child to Work Day. The president said he's crazy about them and speaks to them every day. Republicans' criticism targeting Biden over his youngest granddaughter isn't the first time lawmakers, commentators, and others from either party have broken the unspoken rule. Matt Gates said he apologized to former President Trump and former attorney Michael Cohen after tweeting an apparent threat about him, saying regardless of disagreements, family members should be off limits from attacks from representative senators and presidents, including myself. Well, good on Matt Gates. Meanwhile, we've been hearing saber rattles about fucking impeachment because of they, they want to impeach everybody over absolute bullshit, over the IRS whistleblower, over this, over that. Evan McCarthy now backing off of impeachment calls. What would an impeachment inquiry allow congressional investigators that the oversight committees and judiciary committees don't already have? And how would you respond to Democrats' contention that the 1023 was in the possession of the Justice Department during the Trump administration under Attorney General Barr, and they found it not to be credible enough to move forward with that? Not true. Not true. It is to what Barr came forward. Barr said he moved the 1023 when he found out about it to the, I believe it was the Philadelphia Department of the Justice Department. That Justice Department came back and said that 
and don't quote me because I got to get the right terms exactly what they said. But they said there was more merit and more information. When have you found a Justice Department of Attorneys to find more information than the FBI? The, F the FBI did nothing with it. And you raise a very good point here because you bring up that. Well, we have now found from the IRS agents, the whistleblowers who came forth, that they were denied. This is all gobbledygook. While they were investigating. Not only were they denied the document, when they had a meeting, they were going to talk about it, they, were, they asked to be a part of it, and they were denied to be there. Now, that raises lots of questions. It looks really orange. That type of thing. You want to be forthcoming. So what an impeachment inquiry does, it gives us the apex of the power of Congress for Republicans and Democrats to gather the information that they need. So when we're continuing that you raise a question like this, wondering what's right or wrong, you would want the truth as well, just as you're covering it for the American public. That simply provides is that the American public has a right to know and this allows Congress to get the information to be able to know the truth. Yes, ma'am. He is so fucking... I mean, I guess as a politician, he's good. I think a good politician really answers your question. It gets across their point while answering your question. He just rambled. But it sounded good. House Democrats want to censure Marjorie Taylor Greene after she showed Hunter Biden's nude photos. A House Democrat may force the House to vote on formally censuring Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Vermont Rep. Becca Bailent. Uh, her resolution lists off a number of Green's comments. Among the offending behavior is Green's decision to show new photos of Hunter Biden during a House hearing. I, for one, thank Marjorie uh, for showing them because uh, it is one of my most viewed videos on TikTok. May have broke 4,000 views. Like this afternoon, or just like while we while we've been on stream. Paul Gozar has a newsletter, and it featured a website that calls for readers to stand up for Hitler. The website contains anti-Semitic language, conspiracy theories about Jewish people and repost neo-Nazi blogs. Paul Gozar from Arizona, everybody. A Sunday newsletter from the office of Representative Paul Gozar featured a link to an anti-Semitic website known for promoting com conspiracies ranging from QAnon to Holocaust denial. According to a report from Media Matters, the newsletter included a link to USSA News, which boasts the tagline, Do not let this happen to our country with a hammer and sickle. Despite Gozar condemning anti-Semitism in the bulletin, USSA is rampant with anti-Semitic language, conspiracy theories about Jewish people, and reposted or re-promoted content from neo-Nazi blogs. Representative Gozar's office did not immediately respond to Rolling Stone's request for comment. I should respond with the Jason Bateman uh, gif from Arrested Development. Don't know what I was expecting.
Jenny Thomas may have crossed the line now facing legal exposure. Questions are being raised by legal experts as to whether Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, should face an investigation over her alleged support of a fake electoral plot in the wake of the 2020 election. Jenny Thomas has long been scrutinized for messages she sent to she shan't she shan't shan't she shan't to shan't she shan't she shan't that she sent to lawmakers calling for a new slate of electors to falsely claim Donald Trump had beaten Joe Biden in states in which the Republican really lost. Come on, man. Newsweek previously reported that Thomas is alleged to have sent emails to dozens of Arizona election officials and lawmakers claiming it was their constitutional duty to install <laughs> to install a clean slate a clean slate of electors after you take your duty who would be willing to declare Trump the winner in the grant. See, it's fucking sophomore humor. He is said to have allegedly told the lawmakers to stand strong in the face of political and media pressure and falsely claim the responsibility to choose electors was yours and yours alone. Fuck you, Jenny Thomas. My ass hurts really bad. We're gonna have to cut some stories. We can't go another two hours. My ass hurts. In this chair too long. Don Jr. laughs out loud. Uh, it says his father is facing 450 years in jail. And instead, to muddy the waters, deep state hack. Jack Smith is busy targeting my father, wanting to put him in jail for over 450 years. Yeah, it sounds like I haven't used lube, but it's my, I assure you, it's, it's my tailbone from sitting in this fucking chair. I mean, after all. You live in sexual anarchy. Rudy Giuliani did something I totally agree with. Rudy Giuliani said something I totally agree with. Uh, apparently, it was also a, another day in mass shooting USA. I just hadn't heard about it. That ain't gonna work.
The whole world on and on. It's an embarrassment. The whole world knows that our president is a criminal. And uh, it is it is making not just the Biden administration look corrupt, it's making America look corrupt. It's way beyond time for impeachment. The man should not be, in, a criminal should not be in the White House. And he is now, I mean, forget beyond a... A criminal should not be in the White House, says Rudy Giuliani. A reasonable death. Help keep what's important. Criminals should not be in the White House, says Rudy Giuliani, who is supporting Donald Trump. Two indictments with a third pending. I've never seen more evidence, Steve. I've never seen more evidence that a man committed a crime than this. Rudy knows about all the evidence because he's seen it because he planted it. Don't let God damn it. Fuck you, Mediaite. Shittiest goddamn website. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We're, we're skipping all the way to your business. Elbow can't take it. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I'm into this story. I'm going to apologize every night we're covering it. The trial's going on probably just this week. It probably won't last very long. I'm I'm strangely attracted to this woman. Her name is Taylor Shabusiness. Dustin, good evening. I'm amazed by this Snapchat TikTok where she calls herself Mrs. Shabusiness. Because I'm pretty certain that she is not married and Shabusiness is her maiden name. What you are about to see <laughs> is the body cam footage from that night. I, an hour or so after she left the scene where she dismembered the body of a man she was having sex with. Yeah, the police arrived at the house at 3.30. This is 5.12 in the morning. Taylor drive a minivan? 
Is this blood? Does this look like blood to you? How am I just tripping? Bloody footprint. You see this right here? Could possibly be blood. You flipped the lights on her car? She had a dude in her apartment. Four minutes of that exhibit, actually the entirety of that exhibit was played into the record. Uh, officer, um, having reviewed that uh, video, do you recognize uh, the video that was depicted? Yes. Is that consistent with the uh, uh, body camera worn footage? That She's on meth tones. Yes. Uh, I'd move exhibit 81. The objection? No. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to anything she's doing. Um, there's an earlier part in the clip where uh, you had noted some area of suspected uh, blood, is that right? That's right. And, and what do you recall observing? It looked like a, a couple of drops of blood in front of the vehicle, along with a footprint that was within, or that encompassed one of the drops. And I guess was that pointed out to other officers who uh, were on scene? Yes. Um, you mentioned then uh, the, the lights of the vehicle were, were activated and sort of flashed, is that right? Yes. And then we saw that later, Mr. Business exited the apartment. Yes. 
Mission um, business. At the end of the video, you're, uh, where were you walking uh, mission business to? I was uh, walking her to my patrol car. And um, was she, I guess, put in the, the back of the squad car? Yes, she was. Was there any like, further questioning or anything done at that point? The only question I asked mission business was if she knew why we were there. Okay. And, and then... Uh, mission business, it's fun to say. To the, uh, Green Bay Police Department? Yes. Uh, when uh, you got to the Green Bay Police Department, uh, what she's got the fucking perfect dominatrix uh, name. In interview room three, I believe, where I had Officer Six. Good evening. Photographs of what looked like smeared blood on her hands and on her clothing. I also had her remove some or the sweatshirt that I that had what appeared to be blood on it as well as her socks and her shoes. Um, and then uh, was another officer requested to assist with the uh, further removal of some clothing? I believe after I left the room, there was an We don't do drugs, so we don't have your business. To assist with the removal of some additional clothing so that Ms. Shabizis could get uh, temporary clothing because we wanted all her clothes as evidence. Okay. Uh, the, the clothing items that, that you took um, did those um, stay within your custody and control? Yes. Uh, and did you subsequently enter them into evidence at the Green Bay Police Department? I did. Uh, I guess Fair I enough. I didn't say she was good at it. <laughs> with um, business. Um, did you ask sometimes some questions of her? I didn't ask. Oh, clinically, I'm sorry. Like commands, like, "Hey, please." It wasn't as exciting as I hoped it would uh, be. Jacket, please remove your hat. Uh, let me get your shoes. You came for the best part. Commands, not really questions. Uh, the uh, the commands that uh, or requests that you were giving Mr. Business um, was she in that time following those? Yes, she was. Was she in some instances responding appropriately? Yes, she was. In in the context, your yeah, she has a different lawyer now. Yes, she was. For instance, uh, did you ask? You know, he attacked the other one. At that point, I did ask her. Did she provide a response? She did. Uh, and was there a person located in the apartment? Yes, there was. Who was this person? This is the first time I'm hearing about, like, so I've got competition. Thank you, officer. I have nothing further. Cross-examination, Mr. Fralick. Thank you. Officer Russell, <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so you were... Um, like the judge's tie. To go directly to 2320, excuse me, 2353 Eastman Avenue on February 23rd of 2022, correct? Yes. Who who asked you to go over there? I feel like they've made her, like... Sergeant Brister also instructed me to go there. She has sported numerous looks. Uh, she even had corn rolls at one time. Uh, this is... This is a picture pre-incarceration. This is one post-incarceration. You scroll down, I probably got more pictures of her. I might have a board somewhere. But she, she did up some corn rolls. She's had blonde hair. Sergeant Brester? Yes. Okay, did you go? I dig the... I dig the kind of 90s, the ball cap. It looks like she's got gauged earrings in there. Like, she she got style. She looked cute there. Oh, by herself? 
several other officers were sent to uh the I feel like they did that on purpose clinically. And what was the purpose of you going over there? The purpose of me going over there was to relieve Make you look as homely as they could. Along with assist with the uh overall incident. Remember this is sympathy for the jury. Look at a vehicle or talk to people or what, you know? I was tasked me and other officers were tasked with locating a person who was last seen with the victim as well as looking at the vehicle as I described earlier. Okay. So you were asked to go and see if you could make contact with Taylor Shabizas? Correct. <clears throat> Have you been involved in uh That's the Shabizness death scene or homicide scene investigations prior to um, this particular situation? Yes. Long crime eating this up. They got a, they got several videos of just the same shit. I know for a fact because, you know, I watch them. <laughs> she had a really good laugh. Uh, you, you say you get kicked out of the courtroom for laughing, but like she had a really good laugh at something earlier today. It's just kind of, a, in my opinion, sort of highly unusual that this picture, you know, of the deceased would be presented to the jury when the doctor can easily testify about, you know, the cause and manner of death. The picture isn't going to really add too much. Oh, no, the pictures add a lot. I just want to make sure I made all my arguments to the court. Sure. Um, and, and I understand that. Um, photographs can be helpful to, to juries in understanding what witnesses are testifying to. For example, I think that argument could be made probably regarding every single photograph that's been entered into evidence, and that is, well, we can tell you what it looked like, and so you don't need to see a picture of it. Uh, photos can be helpful. They, they oh, yeah, they can. And so uh, I understand that uh, that argument. Um, She's giving somebody the eye. Oh, my God. It's just going to be helpful to the jury, um, and will the prejudicial effect outweigh the probative value? I don't think so. I'm so into her. Oh my god. Well, for those reasons, I'm going to uh, to allow it to be admitted. So that's the... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She she going away. I don't know. They might be seeking the death penalty on her. I don't know. The death penalty might be like, you know, like special circumstances or some shit. Like, there's, there's a question. There's a question about her mental competency. Uh, they had multiple competency hearings. All right, all right, let's go. A couple, a couple of women went to see Barbie over the weekend, and apparently, uh, one of them thought it was woke, and the other one didn't think it was too woke, so they had to have it out. <laughs> God damn. I'm gonna be the husband of a killer. I there's just something about the allure, the danger or something. I don't know. I'm a homebody. I don't I don't particularly like to go out, but you know, I tend to my my significant others tend to always be like social butterflies. It was a fucking hell of a fucking shove. God damn. 
Props on her for getting up. Why? Like, life in this theater was not fantastic. Now, this happened in Brazil. A woman who allegedly let her child play YouTube videos throughout the film. She probably deserved to be pushed then. She let her kid play YouTube videos throughout Barbie. I would I would hate that video. I would hate that that uh that parent as well. I hate kids a lot too, so you know, there's that. If if Monica, the R and B singer, was to see that woman letting her kid play YouTube videos all through the Barbie movie, I guarantee you she would she would jump right down and she would uh, she would smack a bitch. Cause that's what she did at her concert. Get his ass. Go on, girl. How big a dick you gotta be to have Monica come off stage? She fucking stuck those heels up an ass. Did you see those boots she had on? He apparently hit the woman he was with, and Monica was having none of it. She don't even care. She hops right down. I love it. Love that energy girl. took care of your business.
Then they lifted her back up. Clinically, you know how I told you about doing those TikToks and you couldn't hear what the cop was saying and I put faint pig noises? Yeah, they, they didn't like that. They wanted me to take that out. <laughs> they like, we can't have the cops on us now, but they loved everything else. They loved everything else I did. Didn't like faint pig noises. Oh God, I got a cat here again. Oh, is it a Maynard? Yeah, it's a Maynard. I knew by the way he acted. I knew it was a Maynard. Maynard act a fool. It's like these geese will act a fool. I'm pretty sure he was trying to help the baby geese across the road. But, but like a mama geese don't know that he's trying to help. Honestly thought they got him again. He was just trying to help. <laughs> like it, it was even like honking at its kid. That girl said, pick him up. And that goose looked at her and was like, Rah! And the dude still went to the other side of the street and helped out. You're all worthless, exactly. I love it. I love the attitude. Look at that neck go. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. Those are some geese. <laughs> 